This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv. Good day and welcome to our podcast. This is Camp Hacker, episode 102, recorded on the 1st of November, 2017. On today's show, first impressions last. If you would like easy, automatic, free updates of our podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or most other places you get your favorite podcasts. This week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored in part by camp pros like you who support the show on Patreon. If you've got even one good idea from the Camp Hacker podcast, you can show your support for the show for as little as $1 per episode. That's right, even $1 a month plays a part in the production of every Camp Hacker podcast and helps us reach camp pros all around the world. For chipping in, you'll get some great rewards too, just like a Kickstarter campaign. Please go to patreon.com forward slash camphacker. And hey, we want to give a special shout out to these specific people who've helped cover the cost of producing this Camp Hacker episode. Marie, Megan, Allison, Andy, Teresa, Lisa, Keith, Ange, Jack, and Mark. Thanks so much. You folks are awesome. We hope you enjoy the Camp Hacker show. Hello, Camp Pros, and welcome to the Camp Hacker Podcast. My name is Travis Allison. I'm a summer camp marketing and strategy consultant, and I help camps translate what they do so that parents understand the value of what they offer. I'd like to offer a chance for my co-host to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Dan Weir. I'm the Director of Camping Services at Frost Valley YMCA. Frost Valley is a year-round camp conference education facility up in the Catskill Mountains, so we're about two and a half hours from Manhattan, and I just finished my 21st summer working here. And my name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. Uh, Camp Waro is an all-girls camp situated in the Laurentian Mountains, and we focus on providing a positive girl community while doing that in French and English. And I also think Every time I'm like, how many years? I think I'm like Dan. I think it's my 21st. Very excited. You usually are the same number as Dan. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. My name's Joe Richards. I'm the executive director at Pierce Williams Christian Center, which is a United Church of Canada summer camp and retreat facility located in Fingal, Ontario, which is halfway between Detroit and Toronto. And this is this. I just finished my 13th summer at Pierce Williams. And I'm Jaleesa Danhoff. I'm the assistant director at Camp Nuego. We're an all-girls camp in West Michigan that focuses on helping campers grow into their best selves. And this will be my eighth summer at Camp Nuego. Brilliant. Jaleesa, we're so grateful to have you back. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Happy to always be on this podcast. What a blast. Great. Um... So what we're going to talk about today is uh, we should start by saying uh, thank you to David Gill, who's uh, an always listener. Um, David sent me a bunch of really good ideas, and I tried very last minute to get David on for a different topic, um, and he wasn't able to join us, but I'm going to get him on soon to talk about that. But this is a suggestion that David had uh, had sent us in. So our topic today is called First Impressions Last, and we want to talk about ways that camps can be thoughtful and intentional about the first impressions that they make with families. And Gab, I'm going to start with you because you come to um, you come to the podcast with two hats on, both as a as a designer and a camp director. And so, I wonder for you, in terms of people's very first impressions of people, is often their social media or their web presence. What sort of things do you think are important for camps to consider? I think one of the topics that we 
talk often about on Camp Hacker is um, not focusing um, to your inner circle people and trying to look at at your camp as it as parents that have never sent their children to camp before or to your camp before. And what is that? What is that impression? What does that look like? And I think one of the biggest assets that that we've had is conversations with our first year families on their first impressions uh, when they met Waro. A lot of the time it's it's a uh, word of mouth, but we do know that once there's the word of mouth, uh, they, they, they look online and they see what, what we've presented. And um, if we, my goal is to build a really strong relationship with those first year parents and ask, was there anything that turned you off? Was there, is there something that you wanted more? Um, um, and, and what did you find? What did you find appealing? And a lot of the times, there's certain things that we see at camp often over and over again that we don't even acknowledge as part of our site. And I find in those conversations where they say, oh, this part of that building, or I wish I could have seen more, that's always been it's such a shock to me. Um, I've also hired uh, photographers that have never that aren't part of the camp community to come through our site and take photos and uh our conversations afterwards are really interesting because uh one photographer came and and thought that i had piled um logs in a certain area so that it would be picturesque (laughs) and all i see is this pile of logs that i remember was placed there nine years ago and i keep walking by being like these need to move right now (laughs) every year it's right there and he just thought it was such a gorgeous spot. And then we ended up doing some some camp photos around that area. So it's also nice to have an outside uh, standpoint, but definitely thinking of it as people that have never thought of camp before. What are they seeing right. for the first time? Yeah. Dan, you folks offer lots of different stuff um, and you have so many people come through Frost Valley. What's the, the, the mission or the directives from on high about um, your online first impressions? Yeah, I think... Um... It's, it's funny, you know, when you think about summer camp, and I, I talked to a lot of camps in the Northeast, a lot of them are doing weddings now, a lot of them are expanding their business. So uh, it's for us, we always have to think of that first impression and how do we convey ourselves in a way that you can see yourself coming to a school trip or coming to a weekend programming or coming to a summer camp experience. So we tend to really focus on our, our mission our, and our impact and really focus on what you're going to be getting away uh, from Frost Valley and, and really talk about our values and really talk about the the experience overall. And then from there, broaden it out into it doesn't matter if you're in a three-day experience or if you're in a two-week experience, you're going to all get that. And I, that's something that um, is really drilled upon us. And, and we really had to refocus as well, too. Um, I think years ago, uh, like 15 years ago, um, Frost Valley, was everyone was just operating our normal silos where it was just like, you get your people, you get your people, you don't care. Um, and, uh, and now we really see the, the benefit of collaborating on everything and be, being this year round place to people in their lives. So, um, so yeah, so first impression for us, we're often talking about the stories of people's experiences and how that translates to every experience here. Um, and so that it's a little bit more convoluted, uh, versus, um, like another camp. I know that they, they immediately start off with their waterfront because the waterfront's amazing, but, at our waterfront, you wouldn't swim during the summer. Or you'd only swim during the summer, so it's unique in that sense. Right. All right. Yeah. Julie, so what's the what's the thinking behind Noego's online first impressions? So we redid our website about two years ago, and it was 
like my baby to create and I modeled it after like a, a dream site that I had that had a video right when you pull it up and I thought that's so engaging and just like Dan talked about we pulled this video on our homepage together with like videos from weddings and from community events and our zip line and it's not just kids because we're very broad but we also have a register now button right there on our homepage like nice and clear so it's an action item for people to take so that's kind of the the trend we've gone with our website is to make it very visual very mobile friendly we have so many parents now that are registering for camp on their mobile phones yeah. <laughs> so you know that's that's a piece of what we think about and one of the pages that i'm most proud about on our website is our meet the 2017 camp staff which has not been updated to 2018 and it's got a beautiful picture of all of our camp staff and this like gorgeous tie-dye and it's just like so diverse and it's just like these badass women ready to just like make your lives better. Yeah. And as you read about these camp staff, you're like, oh, I just want to have children so I can send my children to this camp. Like that's such a good page. And when we put it up, we got compliments from prospective parents saying like, oh, I feel like I, I would want any of these camp counselors to be with my child. So if you don't have a meet the staff page, even if you do a meet the staff page of your camp staff from last summer, at least you have something up there to give parents a concept as they start to look at camps. That's great. Joe, you do a lot of, uh, a lot of this, the work for Pierce Williams yourself. What, what are your philosophies about uh, online first impressions? Um, I think it, it goes down to the same philosophies I have for everything, which is um, you're part of a community. Right. So a lot of our online first impressions, be it on the website or be it in social media stuff, is um, for you to join our community and for us to show how our community helps others succeed. So if we show them how our community can help them be better or help their kid be better, their camper or their group that they bring as a rental, because we do um, we do have different um, focuses as well at camp. I think that being part of that community is really um part of our goal, especially since we're in such a small, we're focused in such an intensely tight area geographically um, as a camp, right? Dealing within the majority, 75% of our campers from one county in this part of Ontario. So um, the idea of community is big. And recently I read um, a brand story by Donald Miller um, and uh, we're really refocusing our website um, to be about making them the hero, right? Like they're the, anybody who comes is the most important person. It's not about us. It's not about our waterfront because we don't have a waterfront. Um, but it's about them and how uh, we can be their guide in making, solving their problems. Um, so for rental groups or for wedding groups or for whatnot, how do we help you be better? How do we help you succeed? Um, and that's really where we're, we're shifting our focus um, a little bit. But that's still, you're becoming part of our community because our community helps others succeed um, as, we, as they go out into the world. Yep. And one thing I, I think as camp changes over time, as we begin to look as many more camps are looking at income more than just the summer, um, it's so hard to define who we are on, on that first impression. So no way goes come at that at a good angle of like, let's show you all these different things. And, and at Frost Valley, you're, you're making it 
easy enough to find all the different options available to you. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned the Story Brand book by Donald Miller, Joe. It's certainly one that um, I've enjoyed a lot this summer, and and it should be coming out oh, out in October, so it must be available now um, widely. Um, he says it has a couple of good things that I wanted to make sure to mention about first impressions. Um, it, one of these is an old bee in my bonnet that um, sometimes camps... This goes back to Gab's point, too. Like, we need to design this forward-facing first impression towards people or for people who don't know us. And we tend to just jump right in with, you know, you're going to have such a great time at um, the Pill Hill, like just shorthand and and um, things that people won't know that I think will put some distance between us and our clients. Um, so one of the things that Donald Miller talks about in the website, first impressions piece that he does um they calls the five second test is you need to be able to see from the front page what you do so if you are a camp and rental facility in upstate new york you need to actually say that you can't just show a picture of beautiful sunsets over the lake and um you know have the name of your frost valley doesn't even say camp in the official name of it um or pierce williams christian center doesn't say camp in the name of it you need to say what we are and it needs to be very short. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be the work of a um, you know someone coming up with a short pithy jingle for you. It just needs to plainly say you know we're a boys and girls camp um, in I don't know in Wisconsin serving families from the Chicago area. Whatever it is, we need to to blatantly say that somewhere on that. I have definitely been to single gender camp websites that it took me two or three clicks to for them to say that we're girls camp or we're a boys camp. Um, if you were smart, you would have picked up on it on the photos. But again, one of those camps specifically didn't show any kids on the front page of their website. And, um, you know, that's a question that that comes up from the, this Donald Miller book. And he talks about a lot about it in his podcast. You're not selling real estate. Why are you featuring real estate as the first impression? So you need to feature happy people using your product. So I try to encourage camps to um, to have a good picture or even a carousel of a couple of pictures of kids interacting with the staff and what that relationship looks like and and you know indoor staff going a special special distance. Joe and Travis, he talks about in the book right that when you show a picture, you want to show what how you've solved their problem and what success looks like, right? So. For us, it's happy kids. And for our rental groups, oddly enough, it's still happy people doing something. Yeah. Um, and so if, you're, if your photos don't illustrate how you help them solve a problem and what, because you want to make that person feel like, oh, that's how I want my group to feel at the end of this event. And I can help them. So in a wedding, you want them to be happily married and, and having fun without, without much issue, right? So yeah. I also think, um, you know, it's important to recognize that summer camp is a unique choice in buying compared to everything else. Yep. So um, not only is the trust factor higher, you know, you're trusting somebody to take care of your children, but um, but also I, families look at this as a long-term choice. I, I have a lot, I've, I was telling somebody yesterday that I had a family um, approach me and say, I hear your, your CIT program is competitive. 
I don't know if I want my kid to go to your camp because oh, one wow. day they're going to be a CIT and I want them to be a CIT at the camp. But if they can't get in, I don't know how I feel about that. And um, and so uh, they are thinking that long term when they, they are purchasing your camp, uh, for lack of better words, when they're when they're sending their your child to, to your camp. So I, I would encourage you to think that way as well in your branding. Yeah. Do any of you have any specific instructions or training for those people who answer the phone or ways that they answer their emails? Lots of nods. Who wants to go first? Yeah. I'll kind of speak to that. Thank you. Um, so everyone who's been the, the first person to answer the phone when you call Camp Nuevo was a camp counselor at Camp Nuevo. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference. And we also don't have a video, like a recording, a phone recording. It's a human being picking up a phone. And we had a rental group this about a year ago that called us and booked immediately on the phone. And it was because we were the first facility they called where a human being answered the phone. Mm. And they didn't get a recording. It was personal. Right. And so the fact that my business director was our tripping director and a camp counselor here in the early 2000s, when a parent has a question, she can answer that with like genuine empathy and understanding. And that's unique to our facility. But I would also encourage looking within your camp family as you hire those office positions. And if you do have someone that can fill that role, it makes a huge difference in who you talk to on the phone. So we do a lot of trainings with our, our summer business directors, but most of them are teachers. So they're used to speaking with parents mm. and we have professionals answering answering the phones and not a sad recording robot. Right. We have a set um, sort of way that you answer the phone. I was just going through it, right? And it's really quick because I don't want to waste your time if you're calling me. Mm -hmm. And so when I pick up the phone, it's, you know, hi, this is, Pier you know, good morning. This is Pierce Williams, Joe speaking. A, that tells them who they're talking to and then lets them go into whatever they're going into. It used to be, you know, when, years ago, you know, welcome to Pierce Williams Christian Center where we make kids' lives super awesome and, <laughs> and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and, and you'd be like, oh, they didn't want to listen to it. Um, so, so we do that um, for for phone calls. That's the set answering technique. Um, but as for emails, that's interesting. I haven't thought about how people respond to emails. We don't even have unified signatures, which is a bit of a I, that's just me not um, not paying attention to that small detail. All right. Gab, what's it what's it like for Woro? And you've even had to train any of your office admin in the last year. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, everything that goes out goes through myself or through Jackie um, in in the for the beginning stages, and I think, I think it is the it is the problem solving mentality. What can I do to help you, mm -hmm. and 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 following that through, um, and genuinely wanting to build a relationship with um, with that person. So that first interaction is the first step of that relationship, all the way until the 80th interaction, because we know that it's. It's, it's every opportunity that you have, just like when you talk to kids that are waiting um, before they go in for a meal and you're chit-chatting with them, that's a little interaction that builds trust and you get to know who they are. Um, so I personally enjoy um, going over some of these emails and there's always also a little bit of um, crumbs that are left for us that are really important crumbs. So if we have um, similar comments from 
from parents, either positive or constructive, that helps us uh, determine if we need to shift our the way we communicate outwardly uh, towards our families. Yep. So personally, as somebody that just wants to make sure that that at the first uh, contact, people understand our site, understand what we're about, anytime we can get those crumbs, I find that really helpful. And on the flip side, on the training side, it's also to teach your staff that if you have a parent that's really upset or angry or frustrated, or frustrated, is that a one crumb or is that like a whole, you know, or has this happened over and over again? Right. So you're not reacting based on one person's emotions. It's we react on base of sort of patterns. Um, but it is to, to look at it as as all opportunity to build communi- um, connection and a relationship and um and that each person at waro is different uh though we'll do everything we can to problem solve uh with them but we 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 have our own personalities right cool yeah how about frost valley dan um i'm gonna take it from two different angles so um for seasonal staff um i find that the biggest hurdle that we face with phone calls in particular they're great about text, but they phone calls in particular, um, they're afraid to talk to parents. Right. They're afraid yep. to actually engage in a conversation that they're going to say something wrong and that the parent's going to jump down their throat. And that's So what we do, one of the first things we do during that week of training we do with just supervisors is we get a bunch of the, like parents that are here that send their kids to the program and, and just do a parent panel where they're opening up about uh, experiences they've had with their kids and um, having their kids at programs. So it's somebody that they're familiar with but they can also be vulnerable with and ask um, ask questions and ask how they want to be approached and that sort of thing. Um, so we find kind of just getting over that that mental hurdle of that the parent is on your side and not to assume that they're something else is important when the and this is really when the program is in action um, and to to take this approach. Um, and then for year-round staff, um, we use a few tools that were given to us by Jeffrey Kaufman, who's a trainer. And uh, Jeff Kaufman, um, he's uh, done a number of camp conferences, um, but he also um, was a trainer for PricewaterCoopers, which is a very large consultant firm has traveled around the world doing sales trainings. And so one of the, the key tools we use is co-developing. Oh, yeah. So co-developing. Um, it breaks into four steps. I'm just looking at it because I have it right above my wall um, where I stare at the phone. So it's sharing, um, validating, um, co-developing, agreeing on the next step. So sharing is like sharing your perspective or your answer. Validating is, does this make sense? Um, Do you have any questions about this? And then co-developing is is saying, how how do we want to take it from here and then agreeing on the next steps? So we find that when we're hiring people that they understand the value of our program and can convey their story very well, but it's getting them to pivot that into what the parents' needs are. And so that's why we take this co-developing strategy because um, it kind of meets the family's needs where they're at. So, Right. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I think... Just, can I add a point, Travis? Have I just you been good? This... Have I been good? <laughs> uh, I don't just know. Just go. Just go. I'm good. Um, <laughs> So my, my question is, my, my thought was, as we talk about people who answer phones and first impression from that aspect, there's also the first impression, there's a first impression when they first call, yeah. but there's also that first impression when they have their first problem with camp, right? right? right so right. so you can have 88 interactions with someone, but if their kid has their first problem, that 89th interaction is the most important interaction because now there's a problem and how are you going to deal with it? Right. And so in, in that first impression, it's that first impression is how is this organization going to handle an issue that I have 
that is really important to me. Now, Dan's, you know, sharing, validating, co-developing and agreeing, that's, that's, that's a really good way to, to put in place. We've put in place a first impression that if you complain, you're going to get a phone call from me within an hour. No matter when it happens, and within an hour of us seeing that complaint, you'll get a phone call from the executive director to talk you through that complaint. I do zero research before I call. Yeah. Because I don't always know what what the deal is, but the the aspect is to make sure that I've they understand we're taking it seriously, serious enough to call them. Yeah. Very cool. And I was thinking about um, well, step back and and thank you, Joe, for jumping in with that. That's such a great point. Um, when I was prepping for this, I was thinking about what we did to talk to people about now you get to answer the phone. Um, it's a privilege that you get, but anybody on staff can do it if, if need be. Um, and certainly we always told people to make sure that they stop and concentrate on the conversation. Um, you know, not grab a phone on the fly. It's like, hey, this is Travis's camp. And not Travis. But just to stop and say, hello. Thank you for calling. This is our camp. This is my name. How can I help you? Um, short, but at least you're concentrating on on the moment in front of you. That could be a, it could be that the last moment before parents make a decision to send their kids, the last one thing they need is this conversation. It could be um, a family emergency and they're calling to say this child's grandparents just died and we need to come pick them up. It could be them calling to complain. It could be all those things, but by taking the moment, take a breath, answer that's helpful you, you can tell that i think when people pick up the phone one other thing that i think is sort of the secondary impression of, of phone calls and this kind of it's something i find frustrating in different businesses um if i call and ask to speak to somebody when people called our camp and asked to speak to a specific person myself or beth or the cook or whoever um, we would say of course i'll go get them for you may I ask who's calling and then i could give the next person that i hand off to enough time to sort of put their head on for whatever the conversation was about. But just like, sure, here you go. Um, then I think you're you're losing an opportunity to have your staff come across as really professional or prepared. That person may say, I will be there in 30 seconds. Please tell them I'll be there in 30 seconds. I need to get that piece of paper that we need for this discussion. Something that says, we got our stuff together in, in 360 degrees. Um, and that was a tough thing to train our staff to do, but once they got it, it's been really helpful um, it was really helpful for us to to make you know the next person, the handoff person, look smart and in control, and etc. Um, I'd like to move on in. Um, I'd like to move on to on-site first impressions, and I think mm -hmm. that there is um, some really important stuff there. I think what Gab <laughs> said about having somebody with fresh eyes come on to the site um, and um, and tell you. Um, we've had friends that come to visit us. We're like, look, we need a fresh pair of eyes in this. There are lots of things that we miss. Can you, don't, please don't feel like you're being hypercritical. We want you to be that. It's helpful to us. Um, I had a friend who'd done construction who came to camp for the first time. I was like, can you just give me your first impressions? Be thoughtful, like set them up ahead of time, front load them and say, please let us know. You know, that changed things like we'd had to move our dumpster from a nice hidden place out close to the highway because of the bears and so we just had people's first impression was a dumpster and so we're like okay 
we have to change that. We didn't even think about it. We were solving one problem while creating another problem and not considering what that problem was. So, um, you know, we changed um, what the entranceway was because people found it hard to find on the highway. We made, you know, put up flags and it was, it used to be, honestly, when I first started there, it was a sign that was eight inches high by two feet long um, on a post with a little arrow. That was what the, the, the opening day impression was, you know, now it's got flags and A-frame signs and, and all sorts of stuff. And even details like registration starts at this time and closes at this time, all those things that help on a, an opening day, first impression. Um, <clears throat> the, well, I'll, let's, I'll leave it there. I want to come back to, to talking to training staff, how to deal with the, the first contact in person. Um, but what are some of your thoughts about um, first physical impressions of the site? Joe, I know you've got to get going soon. Why don't I give you a chance to get in on this? Yeah, I treat, we do, we have first impressions every week because we're a week-long camp. Right. And parents pick their kids up on, or sorry, drop their kids off on Sunday and they pick their kids up on Friday. And so our our goal Ever since I've arrived at Pierce Williams, my goal is to, as a camp director, I want them on and off site as quickly as possible so that camp can start and I don't have parents where my staff can mess up with. And so we literally, if you were to come on a Sunday, um, what we say to you as a parent is arrival time is 7 p.m. We know through history and experience that parents start showing up as early as 6 o'clock. Of course. Um, because historically, they would get in line and wait until registration opened at 7. And so years ago, we were just like, great, let's be set up for 6 o'clock as a staff. We leave 7 o'clock on the website and on all of our registration stuff. But as soon as parents arrive, we get them through moving through the line. When you drive in, there's someone at the sign greeting you, waving to you, stopping you. And when I say at the sign, I don't mean right at the highway road. It, we have another sign maybe 200 meters further up the road. And so there's someone there who greets you and says, great, if you go up and see the person waving up there, they'll help you direct you to a parking spot. Um, and then the parking people take over and they direct them to a parking spot. And at that moment in time, myself or my camp director go to their car. And as they get out, we greet them and the camper, you know, and we say, great, who, who are we dropping off today? Um, or if we recognize the camper and we can call them by name, that's awesome as well. So their first They've had three interactions before they even get, you know, just as they step out of their car. And then we send, great, there's two steps. You're going to get your kid checked for lice. We call it head massage, scalp massage. Um, and you're going to um, go visit the medic to, to make sure everything's in order with your forms. And he'll tell you what cabin you're in. So I'm not sharing their cabin so parents can skip the medic line. Um, even though I know the cabin, it's on my cabin list. Um, but at that rate, Parents are now comfortable. They're like, okay, these guys, this is serious. Like they, they're directing people there. And part of it is, is, is selfish in the sense that if I let them park with no direction, our parking lot would not fit nearly as many cars. And if I let them, um, if I let them pull in with no direction, they might, there's a couple of different ways they could go. Right. So, so part of it is us looking professional. Everyone's in their, in their staff shirt and in khaki shorts. And my staff sometimes complain about khaki shorts. And I'm like, I once worked at a camp where they made me buy white shorts for arrival day. So just be thankful <laughs> I'm allowing khaki. Um, and, and that's the first impression. So, um, 
And oftentimes when a parent is coming back from dropping the kid off at the cabin, um, I, one of us, if one of us in the parking lot, is like, everything's okay. Was, how was that? How was that experience? Cause we do train our staff on meeting a parent and doing the handshake and, and looking them in the eye and doing Travis, your famous dry the hand off first, um, little shift thing. I can't show you in the car. Right. So those are things that we go through with this, the, the, you know, with the, the, the cabin staff to get down on one knee to talk to a kid and, and, and all of those things as we go through, because it's all, we want that parent to leave feeling like my kid is going to be okay. Yeah. And, um, and then on, on Friday we do, I know we don't, we do the same thing. We have someone at the sign, we have people in the parking lot, um, and directing parents to where they need to go. Because if you don't have people directing you, you get my wife and showing up at a camp near Huntsville, I won't name names and literally jumping a fence, getting our kids from camp without signing them out and leaving. (laughs) And the whole time she's like, this is unbelievable as a camping professional. She was just like, what is going on? But, uh, yeah. So that's our first impression plan. Right. Cool. Joe, do you need to get going? Should we say goodbye and I'll, or, uh, do you want to do the tool? Yeah. Yeah. I can do the tool quickly. Um, my tool of the week is a uh, is an art book. Um, I just bought this one the other day, a Canson art book, and it's got uh, this one has nice heavy paper. It doesn't need to. It depends. Um, I use it a lot at conferences, and I carry it around in my bag. Today, it's been my desktop in my car, so I can write on it with my with my other book because it's hard. Um, and at a conference, I tend to draw notes. Who keeps linear notes? That would be weird. Um, but I tend to draw notes, and it's a great way to sketch things out. And um, for like 15, 20 bucks, um, you know, 80 to 100 pages, I think. Uh, well, 60 sheets in this one. But it, it's just something I've used for years. And I've just never thought about. And so when I was talking with Iskis about it the other day, saying, hey, I'm ordering one um, because I needed one to take down to the PCCA conference. And uh, he's like, can I get one too? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, So it's an art book, which acts as a a hard surface to write on at conferences, as well as a way to draw notes instead of just write them. Fantastic. Well, Joe, thanks for being on. Appreciate you making time for us. Thanks. Bye, everybody. (laughs) See you. We will see you later. <laughs> so I want to uh, I want to keep going on the opening day welcome um, message. I think a lot of the stuff that Joe talked about would echo a lot of the things that we did. The only thing that I would add in that had a really great effect um, was that when the first time that somebody from staff gets the kid's name, which would be like Joe for us was before parking. Um, you check them on the list, we could tell them who their counselor was and where they where they were staying um, because we're trying to have people not do uh, stop at the nurse if everything is ready, there was no reason for them to do it, lots of people still had to, but cut that down a bit um, one of the things that was really effective for us is to know how many years a kid had been at camp previously, so you could say, well welcome back for your fourth year, Travis and it was just a magical um you know, magical moment that the kid would feel recognized for, um, you know, the previous stuff. So that was always, um, a, a nice special touch just to add on to stuff that I think was, was ours was pretty common with what Joe did. Um, check in for you, Dan must be, 
a lot of organization. How do you how do you organize the special touches and make sure it's intentional? Yeah, um, I mean, I I you know, so we have over 800 overnight campers coming on one day, and it can feel like an airport at times if uh, if if you don't do it right. So I think um, kind of the two principles I we really push on the staff. Um, one is uh, to form a connection, a sincere connection with the child. Yep. And um, when you're having interaction with the family, um, make sure to be making that eye contact and to be engaging the child that's coming to camp as well, too. All the kids that are in the family, but in particular the one that's coming to camp and brewing that excitement right from the get-go. Um, so that's everything from the person parking the car to helping with the luggage to our meeting our CEO in the dining hall, to the camp director, to the, the nurse, to the counselor. So all those little moments uh, culminate in the parent feeling good when they're leaving camp. And um, to really have that, that first impression in that sense, um, people seeing that people are child focused here. So the parents right. not leaving here, the child's focused. I don't think that the first handshake has to be with the child, but the sincere moment of that conversation or first impression has to be involving the child in some way. Um, so that's one thing we really push, um, and uh, it's pretty fundamental in what we do. And the other is just the phrase that customer service is showing that you care, not necessarily being able to answer the question. Right. So a lot of the times um, you get a question, it's not under your job scope. If you're not the director, you don't have all the answers underneath your hat. And uh, there's almost this um, attraction to lie because you want to have such great customer service. And I always remind people that if you don't know the answer, uh, it's okay to be upfront with them and say, I, I don't know the answer, but to show that they care. So um, so if someone asks you a question like, do you know when the, um, a sick call is done today? Uh, or do you know when the, the nurse station closes? Be like, you know, I actually, I don't know that, but why don't I walk with you over to there? We could talk and, yes. and uh, we can go from there. And that moment showing that you can actually walk with them and that you care enough to go find out with them and, um, it shows that you pay attention to detail. It shows that you care about their stay. Um, I, I, every person kind of wants that sincere mo moment with a staff member before they're leaving their child with you. Um, and th that's even if they're scoping out the camp. They, you know, sometimes that could be with the person that's sweeping the dining hall, or that could be with the 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 person that owns the camp. It doesn't it doesn't matter who. But everybody wants that sincere moment with a yeah. staff member, knowing that someone's looking out for their kids. So. Those are really the two biggest things we, we drill into all staff's heads and, um, uh, for uh, for checking. Yeah, I, I love the physical handoff. Not, you know, go down this trail and you'll yeah. see the third building on the right. We'll say health center on it. It's like, no, come on, I'll take you. I'll show yeah. you where it goes. That also allows you to, what would have been an uncomfortable or just a, an empty moment for a new, a new family, it allows you to fill it with some good conversation and, and some good stuff. Gab has some good tools for staffer which calls the awkward walk um with parents and new staff members um so i, I kept, do you want to pick up on the awkward walk and i'm going to come back to my favorite world opening day thing at the end of this but um what about sure. the awkward walk i think i mean they're gonna the parents are gonna be interacting with staff um and you won't be there to supervise them so it's, it's giving them as many tools as possible so one um we do want to lower the anxiety of our of our parents so we do we have our camp director um meet every single car as they come in saying hi and, and get the welcome yep. well, wellness form um awkward walk basically uh, two things one we equip i put that in uh, Guilme, uh staff with uh, a little sticker that says um Ask me about the time when dot dot dot, and then they fill in. You know, when I fell out of a canoe, or 
when I met my best friend at seven or so it gives it uh, a talking conversation, a little piece and you're, they're promoting um, camp and the, the awkward walk is when you're walking with your uh, camper and their family to the cabin or tent. So uh, just follow the acronym ask. So uh, basically uh, you ask them something specific about the, about the car, uh, car ride. You show them something on camp and then, um, Hey, <laughs> like I know this acronym so well. It's no way. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a Let's, piece of trivia. What's the last piece? Oh yeah. Tri- no trivia. What? Exactly. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm great at, at acronyms. So anyways, basically <laughs> it's a very short acronym so that most people can remember it. Uh, long story short is that it gives them just this, this very, very small loop of, of questions that they can ask conversation starters. Uh, and and the amount of times that staff members have said that it was useful and then that they use it uh, when they go home um, and they're at university and they're in class and they're, they have to do group work and it's the beginning stages and they do it. They're like, I asked the whole time and everybody's <laughs> like, you're so social. And they're like, nope, I'm not. <laughs> I just know how to make things less awkward. So, I have good tools uh, for camp. Yeah, exactly. Right on. Um, so Lisa, what what are important first impression opening day things for for Noigo? So I feel like driving up our driveway is like the entrance to Jurassic Park. Like that's how epic I want it to feel. I want you to feel like you're driving through this mystical and like any moment you could see something you've never seen before. And I want it to be the customer service like you would expect from Disney, yep. just like over the moon. And so we follow a very similar system to Joe. And the tra- training that I give my welcome people, which are stationed is everywhere, is I want you to be like aggressively enthusiastic. <laughs> and I tell my introverted staff, which we do hire quite a few introverts who I think do an amazing job at camp. I say, this is a time where I need you to reach within yourself and become the most intense version of yourself you've ever (laughs) been before, because that's the confidence that parents want to see. We also offer tours on opening day and on closing day, tours of the waterfront and our buildings and of uh, sleeping quarters that campers will be too young to be at. And we have, you know, directors that are giving those tours, which I think is really valuable. Um, and we offer ice water to families when they first come to our lodge. We have like not a, an orange cooler, but like nice pitchers of clean ice water. And the first thing our parkers say is, you know, welcome to Camp Nuevo. Head to the lodge for bathrooms and check-in. Nice. Because we have a lot of families that drive very far Hours, yeah. and they need a bathroom break. And okay. so you've got to tell them immediately where the bathrooms are and don't forget that piece. Um, we also got a great note for a conference that I do. Um, and we offer, like many camps do, luggage service for opening day. Well, we at this conference did not offer luggage service for closing day. And the response we got from an outside presenter was like, it seemed like opening day was was really welcoming and my <laughs> stuff got brought to my cabin and closing day, it was like, get out, goodbye forever, carry your own suitcase. <laughs> and so I think you've got to think about closing day in reverse of opening. You know, that same level of customer service and intensity, that's your second first impression. And you've got to make sure that those campers have showered within 24 hours that you do intentional French braid hair parties in all of the cabins because parents, the first thing they're going to look to see 
is my kid clean? Have they eaten? Like, right. are they safe? Are they healthy? And, and that's a look thing. And so we, we really enforce that. Um, and then I would say the best time to model this for your staff is opening staff training. So have this same procedure when your staff comes for staff training. Have parkers, have ice water out, uh, shake their hand, tell them how excited you are, introduce 100%. them to someone else, use these same exact steps with your staff training so that you teach them to get into this habit of aggressive enthusiasm. Yeah. One thing um, Scott Arizala said on a video I did with him one time was about um, kids and their luggage and about taking their luggage to the cabins, especially if they show up on a bus and, you know, the, all the kids get off the bus. There's this mass of humans happy to see them trying to take them away um, to, onto the next first fun activity. And Scott's, th Scott's thing, which I thought was really smart, was I'm a kid who's never been here before and you're taking the only things I know in the world and you're just, you're just disappearing. So um, he was training at um, one particular camp where they said, you're going to do this activity. This is Travis. He's going to take your stuff to your cabin. So we'll be there when you get there. But we want to make sure that you get to go to the bathroom um, and get to have a little fun before we get this. But your stuff will be in your cabin when you get there in 45 minutes. Something just to give a kid an anchor um, to replace the anchor of, wait, that's my stuff. Where's it going? That's really great. Um, so, Wuerl has a thing that I think is incredibly intentional, very smart um, about opening day, uh, and I think that's where I'd like to leave us off, Gab, because it's something that I love that, that you guys do, that you folks do. Um, you bring in campers at different times. Yeah, we, um, so as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we, we focus on trying to create a uh, well, together trying to create a positive girl, a female community. So that's not just staff creating that environment. It's also campers creating that environment. And as we know, um, uh, new, new campers and uh, returning campers coming together, can it can be overwhelming for new campers. And um, especially camp individuals, when they see each other for the first time after a whole year, there tends to be a lot of high energy, which can be very intimidating. So what we do is we bring in our returning campers first, um, and so then they can get their screams out, and they're jumping up and down, and oh my goodness, I'm in this cabin, in this group, this is my counselor. Um, and all of that energy, uh, they uh, you know put it to good use. And then I have a, a, a group a conversation with all of our returning campers. And it's basically me and just the campers. Um, we've been doing this for about five years. And we talk about how do we create a welcoming environment for, for our new campers. The, the, the most valuable campers that I have during this meeting are our second year campers that are at that meeting for the first time. And our second most valuable group is our seniors. And so basically they help me have this conversation with the younger ones and they learn how to shake hands. We talk about the difference between uh, clumping and cliques right. and clumping is normal when you're with people that you know, you naturally clump together. So we have to sort of acknowledge that clumping and then shift our bodies so that we can uh, welcome new people. And, and, but most importantly, the second years talk about, what people did from previous years that made them want to come back in the first 24 hours. And um, it really, really shifts uh, uh, shifts the, the mood in, in the group 
from this high, high excitement to this almost uh, we're ready to, to receive these new campers. And they understand that they're almost working for, for, for 24 hours to make them feel um, included. And then that really ties into when we, when we have, because our camp has one month program as well as a two week. So when the two week program happens, we've already had this conversation and we're able to, to talk about, you know, what that, what's that like coming into an already formed group, but it's really made a big, big difference. And um, it's helped campers be able to verbalize what our mission is in action. Um, So, and it's, so cool to see a 10 year old shake another 10 year old's hand. Yeah. Uh, new families are blown away by it. I act like it's not a big deal, but <laughs> on the inside, I'm freaking out as well. I'm like, that's yes, right. That's how we do it at Waro. <laughs> that's how it's done. <laughs> but inside, I'm like, yeah, it's totally normal. It's no right. biggie, guys. <laughs> that's brilliant. I think it's, uh, it's, as I say, intentional and thoughtful and um, must make for much better first impressions for families. And then you're putting the training in for, I mean, they are going to become, a whole bunch of them are going to become your staff. Yeah. So you're yeah. putting in that training on how do you do that with other staff members? How do you do that with families? Right. Um, I mean, our campers are learning Michael Brandwine Westie. So I think that's so, <laughs> by the time they're 17, they're like, yeah, yeah, Michael Brandwine Westie got this. So <laughs> what's next? <laughs> do you better tell people what Westie is who don't know Westie? Westy is um, is basically an acronym for um, for welcoming people. So I think W is a, a warm smile. Yeah. Um, then there's the E, right? So eye contact, a shake hands, uh, tell them something, and then introduce them to somebody else. I think right. that's basically. Wow, yeah. I did better with Michael Brandwin's than my own acronym. Anyways. Um, it's it's a great way to actually introduce how to shake hands yes. and uh, and it it's it's a it's a wonderful way of of first impressions. Right, great, yeah, super cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you to the three of you here and to Joe for adding some um, some great insight and great tools to camps looking to make first impressions that last. Uh, at this point, I want to move us on to our tool of the week. Tool of the week. If you are joining us for the first time in this episode number 102, um, our tool of the week is something that we ask each panelist to come with that makes them a better camp director. You've heard Joe's tool of the week already, um, but what I want to do now is turn to Dan and, and Dan gets your idea for the tool of the week. Yeah. Um, so my mine is a book uh, from Shivali Tazvari called The Awakened Family. And she's also wrote um, Conscious Parenting. Uh, but basically, uh, her book is all about um, stress that families put on their children right. and how they can address that within. And um, it's just a really nice approach of it. And so we do a book club at work. Um, we read a book once in the fall, once in the spring, and we tend to bounce between books focused on business or a team and books focused on, on youth development. So, um, so this author is the, the new um, Heralds from Oprah. Uh, this is like this is definitely one of the top selling parenting books right now. Um, and so it's a, it's a really good read. Um, I really find it's, it's nice. To, uh, it reminds us to uh, be lowering the stress level in people's lives, to be helping them um, with the camp experience, not adding to it in that sense. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's just a great book. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Jaleesa, what's your tool? 
My tool is a speaker system called the Beacon 8000, <laughs> and it comes from Anchor Audio. And I posted this in the Summer Camp Pros yes, Facebook page as one of like the best things that I purchased in the past three years, and it's like life changing. So the commercial for the speaker system is like used by the Navy, the NFL. And I watched it. And I was like, yeah, that's what I need. Like I need that. <laughs> and it folds up and rolls. It's completely portable and rechargeable. Um, this thing is just like a tower of noise. It gets right. so loud. And I do big team buildings for groups of, you know, thousands. And so I need something like this to be in a big open field, but it looks classy enough to have out at our weddings. And best of all, if it gets any scuff marks, you just sharpie on over those scuff marks and it's back to new. Um, but the fact that it's so portable, so rechargeable, has Bluetooth, it will run you about 2,500 bucks, but they often do show specials. Right. Um, I get no money from the people that make this, but if you do see them at conferences, you know, stop by and get a show special because we've used it now for four years and it's taken a lot of, it's taken a good beating and it's still going strong. Good. I love industrial products for what we do. Yeah. Thank you very much. Gabrielle? Um, I'm going to go on less industrial um but can be just as fun is yes. uh, fairy lights, LED fairy lights. Uh, I've been buying them this year. I bought them in bulk at Costco, um, 20 bucks for like eight little battery packs. And they, <laughs> I was just, it was like I was in Costco and I was like, how many can I get of these things? I was like, more lights. Um, they're awesome. They're great for, for making your, your, your lodge, your dining room look nice. Um, for evening programs, for, uh, the, you know, girls circles. Um, I can't stop uh, using them. I also have an obsession with buying light bulbs, though. I have a problem. <laughs> so <laughs> this might be particular to, to one's taste, but I, I can't stop using them. So the ones you, there are a strip of LEDs. Are they the ones with the exposed yeah. wire, the exposed copper wire? That's just right, Just a little yeah. battery pack? Okay. And they have eight different settings, and my favorite setting is the eighth one because it just stays on uh, for eight hours, and it has its own timer. So whenever you just set it, it will turn itself on and off. Right. Um, so I think that's that's quite lovely too. But um, I, you know, I lend them to my staff as as if they're mine, but I they're <laughs> technically camps. But yes. I'm like, okay, yes, you may use them, and it's a, and it's special, so. Uh, <laughs> you can get the speakers and the fairy lights together <laughs> while reading a really good book. Right. And, you know, all yeah, very good things. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, Gab, uh, if people have any follow-up questions and they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, you can email me at gabs at waro, O-U-A-R-E-A-U.com. Check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Gabrielle Rail. Um, and you can see where I work at oro.com. Excellent. Thanks for being here, Gab. Thanks. And Dan, how about you? Yeah. Um, so um, my email address is campdirector at frostvalley.org. Um, you can find me at danlovescamp.com. Um, I also oversee Tri-State Camp Conference. So I have a heavy hand in that. I'm, uh, I'll be at the YMCA uh, Camp Marketing and Fundraising Symposium coming up in the week. Uh, the Society of Camp Directors in, in Toronto, Toronto, which I'm excited of, uh, coming up in two weeks. And then I will, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll be around. So that, those are the easiest ways. Uh, I do tweet at Dan Loves Camp as well, too. That's great. 
Yes, we're looking forward to having Dan as our guest speaker to talk about his master's thesis on unplugging at camp at the Society of Camp Directors in Toronto. Um, Julissa, you should come up and catch a ride up with Joe. Oh, yeah. I, I would love to go. I got it. Everything in Canada is awesome right now. Thanks, Camp, <laughs> and all the cool stuff that you guys are doing. Uh, people can get a hold of me at Jalisa at CampNuego.org. And if you have questions about spelling that, go to CampNuego.org to find out all of our awesome programs. That's great. Jalisa, thanks for joining us again. It's great to have you here. Always a pleasure. Right on. So if people uh, want to find the show notes from this episode, they can go to camphacker.tv slash podcast. We want to give a shout out to Matt, who's our editor and producer um, for doing this work for us. And um, Matt's going to have this in the audio version, but I want to make sure for the YouTube version as well that we put out a, a big thank you to those who support Camp Hacker, support this podcast and help us pay for Matt um, by being um, patrons at patreon.com. So if you're interested in chipping in as little as a dollar a month, a dollar a month, um, you can go to patreon.com slash camp hacker and uh, contribute in that way. And we've had some new people join in the past six months and that's wonderful. There's always a churn of people. So if you've got good stuff from this show or other camp hacker podcasts, then we would invite you to go there and support us for as little as a dollar a month. It is much, much appreciated because it allows us to keep Matt on on payroll. Um, thank you all contributors. Thank you to those who've been listening. You can reach me uh, online at Camp Hacker. And um, that's it. Thank you for, for joining us. And thanks for the evening, friends. The Camp Hacker podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.